All right, we are indeed live. I love how it says receiving content, and then it says that you're live, and then the timer goes up, you know? Like, as soon as it says receiving content, you think that right after it changes, it would start at 1, but it starts at, like, 7 or 8. So they definitely, if you're watching this later, you're definitely going to see, like, 10 seconds of us just sitting here. But nonetheless, welcome, everyone, to another edition of the 4 Guys of Quarters podcast. This is episode number 181 for September 6, 2018, and just a mere hours until... Until Spider-Man PS4 releases and Assassin takes five-hour energies in order to play it all day and all night, but uh, nonetheless, we get learn. huh huh. The Treyarch is showing off Blackout tonight, so I won't be playing. Oh, uh, oh, not all day for him. Anyway, that beautiful voice you just heard, of course, making his 181st straight appearance is ZPCI Assassin. What's going on? Right. Yet again with that that sexy uh that sexy voice intro there that he's got for the next ninety seven episodes or so. Making another uh making another appearance of course is Italian Clowns, but this time he's actually appearing with his new computer webcam and uh microphone setup. What's going on, Clowns? Hey, what's up guys? Yeah, looks looks good. Lighting is good. The uh positioning of the microphone's good everything's everything's good we sound like professionals finally 101 181 episodes in we're sounding sound like we know what we're doing uh anyway um as people are rolling to the chat just want to go ahead and shout out the inner circle network we are an affiliate podcast of theirs and um we're thankful for them taking us on clowns writes a little bit on that site the inner circle network it's not just for gaming but gaming culture and nerd culture kind of things. So Clowns writes a little bit of uh, comic book related uh, articles over there. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, definitely head over to uh, the Inner Circle website, which is uh, below in the description. You can find a link to it. Um, But we are one of their affiliate podcasts. We're affiliated with a bunch of other different, you know, good affiliate podcasts as well. So make sure you're checking out all of ours and we thank the inner circle network for that but today we're gonna do a quick show it's not gonna be like last week where it was almost two hours it's gonna be much quicker because battlefield 5 beta is out we want to get back to that assassin's like over there praying to get back to destiny um you know the usual but um just a few topics today we're gonna talk about spider-man obviously metacritic scores are out uh, so we'll we'll get into the scores that we're seeing, whether it was lower or higher than we expected, and whether or not you know we're really anticipating it in light of other things going on. Like Assassin said, he'll be watching the uh, Call of Duty coverage, so he'll break away from Spider-Man tomorrow for that. So we'll get into those kind of topics, of course. Uh, and thankfully, Puddlegate seems like it's over finally because that shit was just nonsense on Twitter. Obviously, um, we'll get into obviously the Battlefield Five beta. We've been playing it quite a bit, um, and all of us kind of have different thoughts on that, so we'll get into that. And we'll talk about, you know, Destiny 2 Forsaken and how much Assassin has been uh, pleasuring himself by playing that. See, Assassin, you thought I was getting dirty there. I know. You you looked at the microphone, you're going to defend yourself, but, you know. Did you get some glitter that dropped down on his, you know, like little webcam on the stream? We need like a glitter effect. So every time he talks about destiny, yes, glitter just drops. Yes, we do. We need to. I need to work that in somehow because 
and to play a little chime or something too. Because look at the grin on his face. I mean, geez, like now he's trying to hide it. Now he's trying to say like straight faced. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't can't hold it back. But we'll get into Destiny Two Forsaken, and of course, Assassin has been playing that all day and night essentially. So we'll uh, get into that as well. Um, so first, I feel like maybe we should uh, get into Spider-Man because obviously that's what the majority of people are talking about. I mean, from the ending of Puddlegate to the meta score being maybe lower than people anticipated to uh, just anticipating the game finally coming out, uh, people across the entire Twitter sphere are talking about this thing. So I feel like maybe we should start with that, even though. I think the Battlefield 5 beta is a little more interesting personally, but we'll talk about the Spider-Man stuff first. I don't know if you guys saw, but uh, yesterday when I grabbed this Metacritic score, it was at 87. Uh, it still is at 87, I just confirmed. Uh, did anyone else rate it since I grabbed this? Because this was on 92 reviews. Yep, one more person rated it, so uh, it's sitting at 93 reviews on Metacritic and is at 87, so... Let's just uh, let's just get right to this. I mean, is this lower than what you guys expected? Higher about what you expected? Like, what did you guys think when you when you saw that the reviews were coming in and it wasn't like just tens out of tens all over the place? Well, I was expecting like low nineties, like you know, normal PlayStation exclusives because I feel like you know that's the norm these days for those kind of games. So I was you know expecting, like I said, low nineties, but. High 80s isn't bad. I, I think for a Spider-Man game that, you know, the past ones weren't, you know, I like I haven't played them, but, you know, you hear stories where they're just awful. Um, so I think a high 80s for a Spider-Man game is, is pretty good. Now, do you think that, um, you know, people were expecting this to be like, you know, mid-high 90s? I mean, some people were saying, you know, in this range, but a lot of people were definitely in the 90s on this. Uh, do you think that you know, it being a Spider-Man game has helped it or hurt it, you know, because like if you think of Spider-Man games, I think Spider-Man games in general have gotten pretty bad raps. And on one side, I see maybe that, you know, it's helping it a little bit because, you know, obviously it's made by Insomniac. It's been touted as this great thing. It's been shown off a ton. It looks incredible. You know, maybe it's like finally the Spider-Man game everyone wanted. So it would rate higher. But then on the other side, it's like, you know, it's it's like just a open world game. You just play as Spider Man. Like, what's the big deal? You know, I don't know. I don't. What do you think? Has it helped it or hurt it? Well, I think the Insomniac's like name kind of helped it because they made good games in the past. But I feel like they had kind of big shoes to fill because you know if they made a bad game, it's you know they people would blame them that they should never made a Spider Man game and it would hurt their name. But then on the other hand, Spider Man, everyone loves Spider Man. At least that you know I hear. So, you know, they probably got some love because of it, too. Yeah. I tend to be on that. I tend to be on that side of it, personally. I think that it helped. But, I mean, me personally, I, I'm pretty I'm, – I'm surprised at 87. I mean, 87 is not a bad score whatsoever. I'm just – you know, obviously I haven't played it. And, you know, I do have a pre-order that I'll be picking up tomorrow. And we'll be gladly playing it over the weekend. But – um you know, I I just expected from what I've seen at conferences, from all the hype, from, you know, the various interviews that Insomniac reps have done talking about how 
uh, expanse of this game is, how transcendent it is in the genre, um, how it's taken, you know, good things from both Sunset Overdrive and Ratchet and Clank of this generation, uh, you know, graphically and, um, you know, mechanically and also animation wise, it's just taken the best of both of those games and melded it together into something that's approachable for pretty much everyone. Uh, because you know, everyone knows Spider-Man essentially, you know, I just thought, 87 is is kind of on the low side even though that's still a good score it's crazy for me to say that but uh clowns what did you think when you saw this or were you, were you expecting more or what what are your thoughts on it um on crossfire with moose and crab when we talked about the scores i predicted it in 87 no shit wow so obviously you expected it but like 87 yeah. doesn't that just seem doesn't that just seem like it's like lower than PlayStation exclusives have come in at, you know? I I think because people just generally have a low expectation of Spider-Man games. Um, I, I think that has a lot to do with it. And, you know, maybe some critics out there that favor a console over another are kind of upset that Insomniac's last game, you know, Sunset Overdrive was Xbox exclusive. So I think all those factor into it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think sometimes companies will get unjust punishment as well. Like I'm you know, it's like Spider-Man is owned by Sony essentially. I mean, Marvel and Sony obviously. Um it's not just like a Sony thing, but Sony has a big hand in Spider-Man, so obviously like if it were going to come to one system, it's going to be Sony. I'm not pissed off Isn't about that. Activision on the uh Spider-Man games. The game IP, like yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, but um, like if you think about like the track record with Sony in terms of like the PlayStation Three essentially being completely branded to represent like the Spider-Man font and all that shit, like it's just Sony has had control of Spider-Man in people's mindset. So I feel like if they were gonna go with one platform to kind of, even though Insomniac probably knew the X was coming. I mean, when Spider-Man was announced, I don't think the X was like necessarily a known thing you know but even though they knew it was they probably knew it was coming and they knew that the more powerful system was going to be on the xbox side i feel like playstation was the smart way to go but like some people are definitely jaded over that like some people are definitely thinking that this is multi-platform written all over it and i think you know i haven't read a lot of reviews that have criticized it for that but i've seen reviews that have kind of said all positive things and given it like an 80 so it's kind of like what you know what what unsaid things are there to to knock this game down when you're giving it an 80 like i'm just scrolling through the list right now and a lot of the you know a lot of 90s a lot of 100s you know GameSpot gave it a 90 ign gave it an 87 um who else there were some there were some decently big publications that gave it 80s that i read the review and i was just like you know what are we why is why'd you rate that an 80 you know um well, maybe they like because I, I didn't read the review, but uh, maybe they enjoyed the game. But you know, there's maybe in their mind there's a better game out there, and they're somewhat comparing it to that, even though they you know they shouldn't. So maybe they enjoyed it, but you know, it wasn't good as this one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They gave it a lower rank. I don't know. Just depends on who reviewed that. I think I think it was Giant Bomb that gave it an eighty, and. What's nice about Giant Bomb reviews lately that I've been I've been checking, I've been checking, um, I've been checking out their reviews more and more lately because they have audio versions, which is kind of cool. 
Um, I know IGN's kind of been doing that uh, on on YouTube for a while and, and GameSpot, obviously, but they're different than their written reviews. Whereas with Giant Bomb, it's kind of the same thing. So if you're driving, it's kind of it's kind of cool to check it out. But um, I'm telling you, I read Giant Bomb review and I'm like, why did this get an 80? You know, um, but not that Giant Bomb was the only reason it's down in the 80s. I mean, there were other things. Other people gave it lower. I mean, somebody gave it a 60. <laughs> like, what, did they, what was the reason for the 60? I, I had to hear this. Like, obviously, like, what's crazy is that it's a publication, obviously, that's not, like, necessarily game-oriented. It's The Guardian. And so... Never heard uh, of that. Um, they didn't, like... They didn't like the set piece stuff, like quick, uh, like quick time events, and like uh, I guess during. Well, I haven't played the game, so I don't know. But I guess during a lot of the the super villain showdown stuff, there's a lot of quick time events, and they think it's messy. They thought that the the reliance on that was pretty messy. You know, granted, so some people dropped it. Was there anything else other than that? Or I'm, I'm looking. That I'm, the reason why I'm scrolling before? through. I'm scrolling through it because I haven't read the entire review, but um. It says the last the last like summary sentence says Insomniac relies too much on its hero to elevate the world built around him, with the result that the game wears thin sometimes before its powerful conclusion. Like, and then here's other zinc in the chat saying like some people didn't like playing as Mary Jane. Like you're gonna drop. Like, from a 10 to a 9, because you don't like playing Mary Jane? It's like, Jesus, man. I don't know. I feel like it was just to add, you know, a different element and more story to the game, playing as another, you know, character for, what was it, like, two hours, I think they said, or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a 20-hour game. Like, it's not like it's... Like, I feel like for an open-world game with as much to do as they say there is, like, I feel like 20 hours is, like, on the lighter side, almost, you know? And people are gonna well, even for a Spider-Man game. I feel like twenty hours is a, a lot. Like, you know, because they they got to keep it keep it interesting for you know you're playing in Spider-Man. Like, I feel like it'll, you know more like an eight-hour game or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. obviously to make the game, so I don't know much, but it just seems long to make for a Spider-Man game. They're also they're talking in this review about things that I have not read in any of the other reviews I've talked about. Like they're taught, they're saying it's way too easy to get spotted. Like if you're trying to be, you know, in Batman, when you're being really sneaky and like you're climbing up and things, you're traversing, like you're jumping from ledge to ledge above enemies and you don't necessarily get spotted. They're saying that it is easy to get spotted. Now I haven't seen that in any other review. Um, I was watching a little gameplay and like, he wasn't even trying to be stealthy and like he took down, like this group of enemies, and they had no clue that Spider-Man was there. So yeah, I, I, I don't get it. But I, I agree. All the demos that I've seen, it's like the guy, like, was one second away, like one slither away from getting going boss to the wall. Like they're just busting in that thing, and then it's it, they were still like confused. Like it's not like they were all shooting at him or anything. I don't know. I don't know where some of these people. I mean, obviously, reviewing I mean, the moral of the story is reviewing games is uh, you know subjective, of course. But it's crazy to see like people give it a sixty or something like that for for stuff like that. You know, um, 
Super Cooper says, "Got a pre-order, can't wait." I'm I'm on the same I'm on the same path as you, bud. I'm on the same path as you. I know Assassin and Clowns have got a pre-order. You guys got the the souped up editions, right? What what editions you guys got? Deluxe. Yep. I got the deluxe. Yeah, so you guys are you guys are getting it done. I'm trying to abuse like I probably should have gotten the deluxe because I'm trying to cash in on those last months of uh, Gamers Club Unlocked from, Be- from Best Buy. So I can get the twenty percent off. So for this, I got this for like eight bucks after reward certificates and all that. So pretty, pretty happy with that purchase. But um, what else we got to say about this? I mean, I not necessarily about the reviews, but are you guys like anticipating it more as the time, like as it gets closer to release? Or are you guys kind of like over all the nonsense on Twitter? What what has been your feeling on this, like leading up to the launch? I, I wish they weren't talking about DLC. I hate when a game comes out like a week, you know, not a week before they talk about DLC. World War Two did that, you know, with their maps, you know, being those beta files, and they decided to cut that content, you know, put in the beta or not beta, the DLC one. So I hope that isn't, you know, this kind of situation. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, that's, I feel like that's like not necessarily the norm, but I've come to expect it now this gen that it's kind of, it's kind of a thing where it doesn't even, you know, it doesn't even register on my radar anymore, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe we should be pissed about it. I'm not really sure. Maybe, you know, it's one of those things where like, even though it's bad, it happens so often that you kind of like not give it a pass, but you ignore it, which sucks and shouldn't do that. But that's kind of my feeling on that, even though, like you're putting out a full f- featured game and you have the DLC ready, why isn't that in the game? You know. I got a tissue yeah. for you, Assassin. In case you want to cry later about it. <laughs> well, it's annoying. You pay sixty or eighty. Well, at eighty bucks you get in the DLC, but you you pay sixty bucks and they tell you you know there's a story DLC coming out October twenty third. You know, and they pretty much, I mean, they didn't tell you everything, but they, they told you, you know, what's going to, like, you know, be part of that DLC. And I feel like that maybe that well, should be like a week away. And not like the, I think the thing is these days that people want to know what they're investing in. So, like, if you're going to invest 60 bucks on a game, you want to know what the future of the game is going to hold. I mean, uh, if I pay 60 bucks for Spider Man, there's nothing else after the main story. I'll be like, uh, well, why did I spend 60 bucks on it? But they come out and say stuff. Oh, yeah, there's going to be stuff coming down the line. Okay, well, that's kind of cool. I'll check it out. Yeah, but if it comes out, like, a month later, like, that's potentially just cut game to put extra money into their pockets. Well, I mean, think about it this way, though. 20 hours for people like us is kind of short, Assassin. Like, I mean, to be well, honest... With yeah, you, I understand, but, I mean, Destiny did the same thing where a month later they came out with DLC that was utter shit, and that could have just been part of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all they you... just, you know, removed this part of a story. All you Destiny's fans are glitter-happy anyway, so, I mean... They did it to Call good. of Duty. They're they're talking about DLC already in Battlefield Five. Like, it's free, so whatever. Yeah, but right, right, if it right. was paid, it would be so much more annoying. I, I do have a tissue for you, Sazen. It it is <laughs> wow. It is it is more annoying in single player games, I would say. You know, because it's like obviously, you know, you're talking about it, it's coming out a month and a half later. Like these guys are not sitting there coding DLC to the very date 
of its release, obviously. But they're also not coding DLC, like, this very minute, you know? I feel like... Like, these games... Like, some of these games go gold, like, a month before they come out, you know? Some games don't. I mean, some games... Some games you get... You know, the no, like, they announce they go gold, and it's, like, you know, two weeks before it comes out. And fair enough, okay? Fair enough. If they're working on it until that very that very minute. But something tells me if they, ha- you know, know the schedule enough to announce that date right away and they are advertising a lot of what's in it. Like something tells me it's already ready or mostly ready. And you know, 20, like for you, like, like I said, for you guys, like 20 hours isn't a lot. And some people like can only play games like an hour a night, you know? And for them, you know, if they played every night, uh, or every day, you know, whatever their schedule is, you know, Spider-Man's going to take them like close to a month. And then by then the DLC will be out and they'll be all right, you know, but for the hardcore, like you got to, you guys going to be done with this game this weekend. Like assassin, if you take longer than this weekend, like shame on you. No offense. Well, but he's got, he's got destiny. So, I mean, Oh, that's true too. Okay. I'll give you a pass on that. And, and the battlefield beta. beta. Okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough. And then right. you got call of duty next week, Monday. So that might take, you know, another week okay all right fair enough fair enough but listen if it if if you know if if the game like it goes back to we've talked about in the podcast a bunch of times you know what is 60 dollars worth like what is what is 60 dollars get you these days in gaming and it's different in every kind of genre but in an open world game like this like how long did how long did GTA Five main story take? Because I haven't completed that. How long would you say that that took? Oh, I don't know. It was long. Longer um, than twenty hours. I I don't know. I know because I I do all the side things, so it's hard to like kind of judge it. But I mean, it wasn't you know Call of Duty campaign, right? Right. I'm going to see, I think what reviewers and what people that are fans of the genre should be comparing this head to head, especially in, you know, in this, in this generation of games like Xbox One, PS4, this, with the generation we're in now, you should compare it to GTA 5, you should compare it to Red Dead 2. And even Red Dead 1, maybe, even though Red Dead 1 is a backwards compatibility game, but you should be comparing it to games like that, which obviously are iconic games in the genre. Um, so other thing says GTA is much longer than 20 hours. Okay. I mean, I played a ton of GTA five, but not enough to, to beat the game because it was out on 360. I had it for that. And then it came out on Xbox one. Then I, you know, ignored the 360 version and went into that one. So, um, but it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. And obviously Grand Theft Auto five, there isn't really single-player DLC out even to this day. So it's hard to compare it to the situation. But at the same time, you get $60 gets you, for NGTA, it gets you a longer campaign. It gets you an online mode that was released later, granted. But that that's what you should be comparing it to. And Red Dead Redemption 2, there's going to be online. There's going to be single-player. So you're comparing, th- you know, comparing it to that, and you have to say to yourself, okay, is 20 hours enough? It probably isn't. But... Who knows? I mean, I'm assuming that in Spider-Man, and I don't know what you guys think, but I, I'm assuming in Spider-Man, you're not going to be like picking flowers and like 
killing bunnies and collecting hides and shit like that. I I, I feel like well, I everything. Be killing bunnies. No, like, no. Maybe picking flowers. I, who knows? Maybe maybe Mary Jane on some tulips or something. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like even if it's twenty hours, it may be twenty action-packed hours. Whereas in GTA or you know GTA, some of those missions where it's where it's like drive to. Uh, the mansion, you get to the mansion, that's like a mission, you know? Whereas in this, you know, I feel like most, I feel like many more of the missions are going to be a lot of fighting, a lot of action, but I don't know. We'll, we won't know until it comes out, really, but just from looking at a superhero game, I feel like that's kind of going to be what the gist of it is, but. Longer than uh, Batman, I believe, so. Yeah, longer than Batman. And even Batman, like. I feel like Batman, you're encouraged more to be stealthy than in this game from what it appears from gameplays and stuff like that. Like, I feel like in Spider-Man, you're not really, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like Batman has much more kick-ass power than Batman was given in some of the Arkham games, even though, you know, uh, you could, you could upgrade a lot of Batman's abilities to, you know, do some friggin' amazing damage but in this i don't know maybe it's just the way it's portrayed maybe they're just marketing it much better but who knows um oh my god other zinc says the no said you collect chickens in spider-man no way dude oh wow (laughs) oh god all right well then i'm completely wrong on this and (laughs) i don't know I'm thinking that if it's 20 hours and it's more action-packed, maybe that's okay. But in Red Dead... I don't deliver pizzas and walk down the street dancing. Yes. No no rocking down the street dancing. None of that. None of that Spider-Man 3 bullshit. God, that movie was awful. That movie was so terrible. It had some good villains. Oh, the villains I thought were top-notch. I thought the villains were like close to the best like obviously i like spider-man 2 better overall uh but i thought the villains in 3 were just like the action was just much better you know in those super in those uh super villain fights but um all right anything more to say about this i mean obviously we'll know more tomorrow and i'm sure next week we'll talk more about no nothing all right Moving on to the meat and potatoes of this podcast, I feel, which is the Battlefield 5 beta. We've all gotten a chance to play it. It's finally gone open for everyone today. I think it went open today at, I don't know. Like 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock in the morning, morning, 4 in the morning, Eastern. Um, one. I think it was 1 o'clock a.m. Pacific time. Um, for you international listeners, I, I don't know how that translates for you, but... Um, it did go live today for everyone for open beta. We had early access a couple days ago. Uh, we were able to check that out. If you had EA access or you pre-ordered the game, you were able to check the game out early. So we were able to do that. I know clowns, you played a little bit. I don't think you played the first day, but you played yesterday a little bit. I heard. So, uh, I know you guys got a chance to check it out. So what do you guys think? I mean, I don't want to leave it just like so open ended, but at the same time, like I don't even know where to start with this thing, so I kind of want it to be open ended. I, I mean, I like it to be honest with you. It's probably my favorite Battlefield to date, except for Battlefield Four. Um, 
the there's a couple things I need ba- I think need balancing though, like the pistols need balancing. Oh my god, um, yeah. The time to kill, uh, it's way too quick. Um, and shooting through metal objects was was kind of ridiculous. I mean, me and the assassin were trying to uh, disarm a bomb in one of the modes or explosives or whatever, and he's like covered by this big cannon, and the guy kills him through the metal. Yeah. Assassin, would you like to add to that experience? Because I can already see oh on your God, face yeah. just by looking at the video that you were pissed about that. Yeah, so Clowns and I were playing the airborne portion of Grand Operations. We were on the attacking side, which a lot of people on the attacking side are stupid. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, they'll, leave, they'll leave the bomb. They'll, they'll have the bomb and they'll run to the spawn. Like, their spawn. They, it's like you have a big circle in the middle of your screen that says you have the bomb look with your eyes please like it's it's very obvious um but and the and the thing is the- is that when you pick up when you get the bomb and you're carrying it like everyone on the opposite team can see where you're at so you're kind of like a moving target and you have to be aware yeah. because you need help so you shouldn't just like advance by yourself but also you should be aware enough because if you advance past where you're supposed to drop the bomb, you're dropping it in like enemy lines. Like you're you're fucking your team over big time. But go ahead, continue. Yeah. So when Clowns and I were trying, I think we were defend defending our attack. I forget, but we I was medic, so they don't. They're you know the grenade that they start off with is the smoke grenade. So I'll throw the smoke grenade. You know, give us some cover. You know, visual cover. Uh, clowns and I would be, you know, doing whatever, trying to plant or defuse, and we would get shot through the smoke by a person that was super far away. Like, there's no spotting in the game. Um, so, you know, there's no Dorito above our head or on the mini map, and we get shot through the smoke because I don't think the smoke is, um, you know, server side. I think it's, on, you know, on your connection side. Like, we saw on Seeds before they changed it. And, and then sometimes we'd get shot through this huge fucking cannon. And it's just so annoying. Like, I understand there's the mechanic where, you know, a certain caliber bullet can go through buildings and stuff. But I don't think any weapon that the soldier has can go through a building or a metal cannon. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's 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 incredible because I feel like if sometimes you're shooting... And you can't shoot through the sandbags, but you'll get headshot through a metal cannon. It's like, which one is it? Like, you know, if if we're thinking, which is more penetrable by bullet? Like a steel cannon or a sandbag? I'm going to say a sandbag. And obviously, I know there's a mechanic that you, as a support character, can now build fortifications, which I think is really cool in the game compared to Bass Battlefields. I think that is an awesome addition because, you know, capitalizing a little bit on Fortnite and, and, and stuff like that where you can kind of like build up your defenses at certain objectives and, and, and get a little bit of an advantage there. Cool, right? But honestly, I'm pretty sure that if I take an AK-47 or the gun that you start with the Assault, the STG-44, like if you're taking that gun and you're firing full auto at a, a bags of sand, you're going to kill somebody on the other side. I'm guessing. But, like, I feel like they have to tweak the the 
the bullet penetration through certain materials like a little bit more, you know. Yeah. But and Cl- what Clouds was saying definitely true about the pistols. Like not only in the open field, but pistol shot. Like unless you have like Wesker's Magnum from Resident Evil, you should not be able to shoot through anything with a pistol. I'm sorry. Like pistols should not penetrate like the the wood on a building, even wood. Like I, I that doesn't seem right to me at all. But yeah, I mean, in in the one map that we were playing, I Assassin was trying to. Um, I think there was someone on the ground. There was a guy that came up behind Assassin. So I started unloading my machine gun on this guy. Right, already like three or four bullets in him. Just turns around, pulls out a pistol, one shots me in the stomach. I yeah. was like, wow, that kind of sucks. Yep. Yep. And oh, go ahead, go ahead, Assassin. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I don't. Was that guy? Did he spawn on someone, or did he like run? Like, because I know there's a huge problem with spawn protection. If you spawn on someone, they can literally empty a whole magazine into you, and you won't even get damaged once because of that spawn protection. I saw that. I saw that. He, he might have spawned right behind the sandbags by the cannon, and then just jumped over and ran. I mean, it's very possible. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's so annoying. I need to fix that. And and kind of piggybacking a little bit on the bullet penetration through certain materials, not entirely related, but when did Battlefield all of a sudden allow for stuff like head glitching? And if oh you've played God. if you yeah. played the if you played the Grand Operations mode in this game, you know exactly what I'm talking about with a certain spot in particular where head glitching is a huge problem. And I'm just like, okay, fine, it's a beta, whatever. But this is not Battlefield's first foray into first-person shooting. I don't know how all of a sudden the mechanics allow for head glitching to that effect. It's like ridiculous. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean there was head glitching in past games, but you could actually see their face. Especially in that one location in the beta, what was it? B flag second, uh, yep, second, second sector, sector on top of the yep. uh, the train area. Where exactly, you see, like just their helmet, and you can you still s- get shot. You literally see from like here up, like you literally cannot even see their eyeballs, and they're shooting you. And it's like, man, that head glitching needs to be fixed. And 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 I love how on the other side of that you'll be looking down the scope and you won't be able to shoot through it. So it's kind of like, you know, I know, I know tweaks have to happen. I know we're kind of analyzing a beta, whatever, but this is what people are seeing. So, I mean, it's fair. I think it's fair game to analyze the beta in this kind of detail because, you know, there are a lot of mechanics in this game that are very controversial. And I know you guys, uh, like some things that I really absolutely dislike and vice versa. But, um, you know, I, I think the general consensus is that people are enjoying it. You know, um, but I got to be honest, I'm I, and like, I want to get your thoughts on the, you guys thoughts on this, because I know you guys played Battlefield one a ton, too. And obviously, a lot of people are comparing this game to Battlefield one, not only because it was the last game that came out, but because the like cinematic and the the setting feel, even though it's different world wars, they kind of feel very similar um, just just based on like the visuals and the setting and stuff. But. I gotta say, I'm. I think at this point in time, I'm more for Battlefield One than Battlefield Five. No, Inferno. No. I think I am. I think I am. I mean, T- talk me off the ledge. New is always better. 
I mean, when Battlefield 1 launched, they had some stuff that had to work out. Remember when Battlefield 4 launched and how many things they had to work out on that one? Oh, my God. So, I mean, this this is going to get better over time, man. I think the I think graphically it's already better than Battlefield 1. I, I think, you know, just like the snow is amazing in this one. Yeah, I mean, I I prefer the setting in this game. Like when I loaded this up on my TV, if you've got a nice HDR set, you're you're liking the look of this game. You're like the visuals are very tight. And obviously, this was this game. I know uh, there's been a lot of talk about what, how it's been developed with the new uh, GTX 2080 and 2080 Ti graphics cards in mind that do ray tracing, which obviously these consoles don't really do, but. Um, or Xbox One, we've been playing it primarily on Xbox One. I've been, I played a little bit on PC, and I got the shit kicked out of me, so I stopped that because um, PC Master Race, and I suck. So, um, But nonetheless, uh, no matter what you're playing it on, I think you're going to be really impressed with how it looks, even if you don't get in on that ray tracing that the consoles can't do. But uh, And, you know, another, another plus about this one, Inferno, it depends how you look at it, but if you get in a plane, nobody's going to kill you. That is true. If you're if you're in a bomber, you're pretty much alive the whole match unless someone uh, is in another plane. For now, I mean, you don't know what it's going to be on other maps. Oh yeah, for for now, yeah, like because the the a the a gun. I think I, there was a bomber yesterday. I was just you know playing a few matches by myself. I was doing like seven, maybe six damage to a bomber and an AA gun, like. They could just easily go by and just repair themselves. Like there, there, there's no taking that down. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hit a plane with a, you know one of those uh, not artillery. What what is the other gun placement that shoots out the big shell? I forget what it's called. I, can't I hit a plane with that, and I did like twenty damage. Like that should have destroyed the plane. The the vehicle and the, and this is one thing I absolutely hate about this game. This is this is maybe my biggest complaint about the game. In, in of all the complaints is that the vehicle damage is re- very very low like no matter what you're using whatever your turret you're using whatever tank you're using even tank on tank like which never occurs i well i i've i've found that it's pretty much never occurred in the bat in the beta i mean obviously in the real game it probably will but in the beta you know if you use dynamite sticks whatever you use against the tanks they're just so strong i just don't get it and i feel like the damage is so inconsistent and I understand, well, I, like, what was it, I, Battlefield 4 or something? I, I think it was a couple games ago they introduced, like, weak spots on the tanks that obviously you want to go ahead and hit a little bit harder, uh, you know, like the back of the tank. Maybe it was Battlefield 3 that introduced that. But one uh, recently, fairly recently, I think Battlefield as a franchise introduced damage spots that take, you know, you can do more damage to tanks if you play C4 strategically or whatever. But in this one, oh my god, sometimes two dynamite sticks, I get 90 damage, sometimes 50, sometimes 44, like, it's all over the place. Yeah, I, I feel like, maybe I, they, you know, they haven't confirmed this or not, but I feel like with all the squad play that's going on, you know, that really heavy push towards team play and stuff, I feel like, you know, a tank, while there's not many, they're supposed to be that like boss on the battlefield and you have to work together not you know run or put you know i forget i'm just gonna call them jeeps or you just put dynamite on those jeeps and just you know <laughs> ram them and blow them up yeah dude suicide you know I mean? yeah suicide jeeps uh, su- yeah suicide buggies in battlefield 3 absolutely yeah so i, I feel like like they're trying to do that in a way because 
uh, they they had a, a talk, you know, just to, to, to put some things out there to you know put more communication out there. And the one thing that they implemented for the tanks, which I, I thought was pretty cool, uh, depending on the tank you have, like the turret, if you look directly, like if your turret's looking right, whatever, and you look left, like it won't automatically move left. Like it will go, like each it has its own turning speed, so you can like kind of play around with that and not get like blown up. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, there, there's a lot more depth to ev- essentially everything in this game, which obviously is good for diehard people. Um, and obviously it is something that they need to do to take battlefield further. Cause this is like, you know, for this generation of, of consoles, this is the third, fourth game, fourth game. Right, Battlefield Four, Hardline One, Five. So this is the fourth yep. game now on this generation of consoles, and obviously every every game on this generation of consoles has had sixty FPS. So they're not going to improve on that. So that that points out graphically. Obviously, you know they're pushing the limits of these systems now, so they've improved with that. But other than like frame rate and graphics, you know Battlefield has just been so solid in terms of shooters that it's like. What else can you really do? You know, you can introduce new game modes, which they've done. You can, you know, expand on the stuff that we've just that you just talked about. Like that's, I think, the next logical step. And obviously, I think that's good. But I feel like they're taking like two steps forward in one section, and then like one step back in another. Like the vehicle damage thing, I can't really get over. I understand your point, and it's well taken. The thing about it being like a boss. Okay, and obviously you want your squad to stay together, and ideally you want two people in a squad with tank damaging feet, like uh, an arsenal of, of of weapons or gadgets that will do some tank damage. But I don't know. Like I feel like there there are so there are a few other things that like I want to hear what you guys think about that I don't like about this game, like specifically. The emphasis on like upgrading weapons, like how much better oh. the weapons are when you upgrade them. Like I think that's kind of, in one regard, I think it's awesome and rewarding that you upgrade the weapon. You're like, wow, this is so much better. Like cool. But then you go up against somebody that's fully upgraded, and you're like, shit. Like isn't that just an STG 44? Like why is yours so much better than mine? Why does it feel like you're dropping me so much quicker? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I hate the uh, the upgrade system. Uh, I hate that you have to back out of the match to upgrade. I think that should be in-game. I think it shouldn't be a skill tree. I think it should be more in line with, like, Battlefield 4. Now I understand, you know, World War II, you're not going to have, like, 50 different attachments, you know, 50 sites, 50 barrel attachments, blah, blah, blah. But, like, with Battlefield 4, like, if you put a muzzle break, like, it would reduce recoil... You know, a certain recoil by twenty five percent, but then you would have a negative aspect. Here, exactly, it's, just, it's literally just upgrades. Like there should be drawbacks. There's, you know, they should let you pick. You know, I want fast bullets. <laughs> fast bullets, yeah. Fast bullets, yeah. Fire your bullets travel. I love the description on that. Fast bullets. Your bullets travel faster, so that you can hit moving targets better. It's like, oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Like, what did you just like increase the firepower of your weapon somehow? Like, Jesus, man, 
It's like, or like make yeah. the weapon, make the bullets more aerodynamic. It's like, you know, it's like taking these these weapons to god mode. I have an STG forty four on the Xbox, essentially upgraded all the way, and it's like, you know, if I'm if I'm at a medium range engagement with like uh, a level one, it's like nice try. There's it, it, the advantage is so huge. And granted, I'm not against that because obviously they've done that in Battlefield in other Battlefields. But like you said, if you put on a muzzle brake or you put on, you know, like heavy barrel or whatever, like you're going to get some sort of some sort of drawback. And in this is just like God moaning your gun. It's crazy. Yeah. And you can't remove the upgrades. You have to buy a new gun, you know, the same gun. You have to, have to rebuy it. Yeah. Buy another. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's just stupid because when the game comes out, like they have ten guns in the medic class, and you want you know each of the guns to you know one go down the lottery, one go down the middle, and you want both because there's then at the bottom there's always that uh, skill that's right in the middle. So then you would have to have another gun, but maybe you want you know good accuracy with that middle upgrade, and you want you know one that is better recoil with that middle upgrade. So then you have to have like four different versions of the gun. And you can't rename them. That you're paying for, too. Yeah, so uh, it's, it's annoying. Yeah, They should just have that one gun, go back to, like, a Battlefield 1 or 4, you know, menu in-game, that you customize everything. They went, from, they went from Battlefield 4 having, like, ridiculous amount of customization, ridiculous amount of attachments and guns and stuff, to Battlefield 1, where the guns didn't get really extensive until kind of recently but but the attachments and stuff were really stuff was really limited and granted okay battlefield one is in world War one how many attachments are you gonna get fair enough right well, and now I mean, they, the okay. variants had different attachments for like the trench one it was you know better hip fire while the optical one was more you know for you know medium range not hip fire and then you got yeah but right know, but that's but that was that was a set Right, no, I I get that, but that was I feel like they just used that as a way to like pump out and make it look like there were more guns. Like if you just like oh, yeah, look at the like, names of the guns, yeah. it's like, you know, it's so few, and I feel like that's how they, like those aren't necessarily upgrades. It's just like ways to use them in different situations. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I I feel like they said like Battlefield Four. You know, people would use different attachments, but they were confused oh, on certain things. I don't think they didn't. Like for the recoil, like I don't think they had like a graph to kind of show you like how well it would you know perform with these certain upgrades and like there was like fifty different grips like and they all did some a little bit different than the other like if they explained a little bit better had you know better stats to show you know your gun you know they like have just like a bar graph you know you see in certain games like you know your damage fall off and you know, recoil patterns and stuff like that. I feel like they're just on that. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, well, I'll say that I, I do think it's ridiculous if you guys have to buy the same gun no, you do. To, put on, to put on different attachments. That's kind of ridiculous. Dude, Clowns, so, later, on when no. you're, later on when you're playing it, look under the company menu. It makes you, it, there's literally a button to press that says, like, buy another. And that's what you have to do to like different customize it differently. It's it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, I don't know why they did that. Uh, they, that's kind of like backtracking for the Battlefield franchise, in my opinion. But yeah, maybe they're just tired of people just you know constantly using the cheapest weapons possible. Now you got to buy the cheapest weapons over and over again to reutilize the attachments. 
Yeah, to like get situational variants that are better, but um one one quick thing I wanna kinda get to, actually a couple things before we get off this topic. Number one is this thing on the chat. The geeky nerd says low key kind of fail at Battlefield Battle Royale is gonna be have less players than COD Battle Royale. So we got a little bit of information on that, right, Assassin? What what are the differences again, the numbers? Uh Battlefield five is gonna be sixty four. Uh, Call of Duties is going to be 80 during the beta, um, and they said that they might change it. They they said, Jared, like actually came out and said they got it to 100, but they thought performance is better than player count. Yeah, so, you know, that's just that's kind of opening the door to maybe go both ways, but my interpretation of that is maybe they'll go higher than 80. Um, but, like... You you think of Battlefield, you think of Call of Duty, like you you think which one has the bigger maps. Obviously, everyone would say Battlefield if you've played both. And then you get these details, and maybe EA wasn't like getting insider information or anything on what COD was going to have. Maybe they thought it was certainly going to be lower than sixty four, so they were probably fine at sixty four players. And granted. You know, battlefield maps are usually capped to sixty four anyway. You think of conquest, you think of uh this current gen and PC servers are at like sixty four anyway, so maybe like people are used to that, so it's a good thing to keep it at sixty four. But when your competition is at higher and the maps were certainly way smaller on that game, it's kinda like man, that that does look kinda bad, don't you think? Yeah, and I think they even came out and said that, you know, I maybe it's just what they want to say, and maybe it'll be different at launch. But you can't do solos or duos. It's going to be like, you know, how many teams of four? I want to do math, so, you know, do the math there. But, you know, you, you're going to always have a squad. You're not, you know, going to do solos and duos, like I said. So. Wait, on which one is that? Battlefield. Oh, okay. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I get it. They want to, you know, bring the Battlefield elements. But, again, like, this is a Battle Royale. People want to play solos and duos. They don't want to, you know, be... They don't want to play that game, you know, we've done it in PUBG or whatever. We have a random who just dies in the first two seconds. And that's just not getting the point of the Battlefield game. Yeah, uh, Clons. What are your thoughts on on these battle royale numbers? You you happy about it, or do you think it's too low? Or what do you what do you think on that? Um, I think we have yet to see. You know, to be honest with you, we really have to see once it's been out for a little while, just to get an idea of which is going to be the most successful and what the numbers are going to look like. I think you know, as far as battlefield, I don't really see their battle royale being super popular i don't know why i just got this feeling i think cod's gonna do it and cod's gonna do it well and cod already has that you know hardcore loyal following that will follow them even if the game is going downhill whereas battlefield if the game starts going downhill their fans jump ship and be like oh this this sucks you need to fix it i'm not hopping in cancel my cert you know what i mean so yeah i I think cod's gonna win in the the battle royale as far as these first person shooters um, but I don't think anything's ever going to really top the numbers that we see on Fortnite. Yeah, I agree. Or PUBG even like I, 
I know a lot of people saw the info that kind of got tweeted out earlier today, maybe from Call of Duty, from uh, the Call of Duty Twitter account, and some other ones that um, released Call of Duty information. But uh, and they got really excited about what the battle royale is going to be like on COD, and you know, a lot of people don't even play PUBG as first person. Like a lot of people are just used to third person battle royale, so people aren't necessarily. I mean, I know there's been first-person Battle Royale in the past, obviously, uh, like the culling and stuff like that, if you want to call that Battle Royale. But, um, like, I agree with Clowns. I think we just have no idea what first-person Battle Royale is going to even amount to, most of us. Um, that it's kind of hard to tell, but obviously more features are better, and, and the Call of Duty stuff that they've talked about looks cool, but um, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if sixty four players is gonna be a good or a bad thing, you know. Well, I, it, it just depends on the size of the map. Like they say, it's the biggest battlefield, you know, map ever. But if it's you know like a, an inch bigger than, oh, I I forget what their biggest map ever is. But if it, like if it's an inch bigger, like they I guess they could still, you know, be fine for a battle royale. I know right. Call of Duty's map. I think. They came out and said it takes you five minutes to run across the entire map. Um, That's a long time. Fortnite, but well, yeah, and then Fortnite to take seven. So, yeah, but that's a long time. Yeah, that's a long time considering Call of Duty. You know, yeah, and with the with the eighty players, I think five minutes walking across the map, I think it'll play pretty well. Yeah, um, especially with all the stuff that they put out. Right, right. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, to kind of just, like, wrap up this topic, I think that, uh, I think that Battlefield Five the beta, is good. Like, I think I think it's a lot different, so you have to try it out for yourself. Now, maybe Battlefield 1, like Clowns has suggested, has just had more time to mature, and Battlefield games are way better, like, six months down the road than they were at launch like pretty much every battlefield game has been like that so uh maybe it's going to take time for me but i don't know just on feel like i just know what battlefield one has matured into and i just enjoy playing that so much versus this because there are just so many like nagging things in this game that just like piss me off <laughs> i don't know like you know from from that damage thing we talked about to the bullet penetration to you know the the quick time to kill, which we really didn't even get into, but, um, it, you know, there's just like, there's just so many things that just don't feel right to me in battlefield about this beta, but you know, it's cause I'm not, maybe it's cause I'm not like progressing with the franchise. Like I probably should. Like I love the way the weapons feel now, like the more recoil, the predictable recoil, the, you know, being, being able to, like compensate properly for my gun a little bit more than the random sprays, especially on like the support class characters, but with the support, the support class weapons, I should say, but I don't know. There's just something about this that I just need more time with before I say that it's on the same level, but well, there's a bug that I've been, I like, I played a few matches today. People have been reviving me and apparently like, certain guns will just end up in my hand. Like, I was running, I was a medic, running around with an STG. Like, I was in god mode for, like, a, a little while, because that STG is overpowered. 
Like, there's no way around, you know. You put that in semi-auto, you can snipe snipers. Yeah. Uh, you put it in fully auto, SMGs are, are done. Yeah, yeah. Like, and have, like, unlimited health. Like, yep. you just run the whole battlefield. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, there's bugs that you know absolutely have to get ironed out. The balance, the weapon balancing is a huge issue right now. But you know, it's not gonna. I don't think it's gonna like make or break your experience just because. Um, just because you know, like I feel like in my personal experience, my like KD, if you will, my squad score has been right around where it is in other battlefield games. So I don't feel like I'm letting other teammates down or like dying way too much because of, of, of shit like that. I'm dying way too much to pistols, but um, I don't think it's going to necessarily negatively impact you, but that's all going to matter on how, you know, you guys play the game. So that will, uh, that will certainly determine the experience you have. So you should essentially just give it a go. I mean, it's an open beta. It doesn't end until what, like the 11th or something. So you've got like another five days with it. Um, so that's a pretty long beta, and definitely plenty of time for people to kind of make their make their opinions on it and see that if they like it or not. So let us definitely let us know. You know, hit us up on Twitter or uh, in the comments below what you guys are thinking about the beta. Uh, and if you see us online, especially on Xbox, you know, feel free to hit us up and and squat up. You know how it is. Uh, we were playing with Predator the other night. That was actually kind of fun. Um, we were helping Predator through the ropes. As he uh, as he was getting acclimated to a few of the new features like the revives and stuff like that, but it was all it was all good, all fun, and uh, ended up ended up doing some work, so that was pretty good. But uh, oh, man, if you are a support or medic, there's this thing called left on the D pad. Maybe you should throw some of those band aids and ammos out. Just saying. Well, people don't no think they, does that. People don't think they have to do that anymore because of the ammo and health packs that are now on the map. Well. The way you throw out the ammo is kind of ridiculous. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Try, I threw out the ammo for Assassin like twice, and the ammo once flipped over the sandbag towards the enemy team. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Well, it's- most of the time, if you're throwing it, even if it falls on the floor like two feet in front of you or like three feet behind them, they got it. They sometimes get it. Yeah, and it's tough to tell. Like, and it's, it's easy. I feel like it's easier to tell in that instance in Battlefield 1 than it is in 5. Um, because in at least in Battlefield One they like disappear kind of quickly and like you get that notification on the screen that you did squad uh, squad supplying. I mean in Battlefield Five you you all you get the notification too, but I feel like it's a little more delayed and I also feel like the the pack doesn't like disappear or like suck as much into like you can throw from like a mile away in Battlefield One and it just like glides to the player and disappears, you know, and you kind of know, but. In this one, it's a little, it's a little more finicky, but I don't know. People, you gotta, gotta try that shit out. Try it out and let us know because um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it again next week and, and kind of give our final thoughts. BF one or BF five at this point in time, but uh, maybe I'll change. Maybe I'll change my opinion. Maybe these guys will too. So we, we shall see. We shall see. Well, you just gotta get good, Inferno. All right. Yeah, stop being on the bottom of the leaderboard. Don't yeah, don't you know, let's carry you through some the modes. You wanna buy the edition with the statue, the dog tags, the patches, whatever comes with it. You know, you wanna buy that super duper edition, and then you'll fall in love with Inferno. You'll put that up on your mantle or fireplace or wherever, and you'll be like, Oh, look at that awesome statue and that awesome dog tag. It, you know, it glimmers like Assassin's Glitter and Destiny's Forsaken. Kinda of like this beautiful Forza trophy that I want Assassin, get jealous. 
Okay, good. Nope. Um, you know, I I pre-ordered the digital deluxe, so um, I didn't get the base version. But um, what is the Battlefield Five? I'm kind of interested to see what the highest edition is. Is there even a collector's one? I thought the deluxe was the highest. Oh, there's um, the the console bundle. But I'm not yeah, the console bundles have that that goldish. Um, like gradient looking Xbox One X, which is gorgeous, by the way. I love that. Um, all you need to about all you need to know about Battlefield Five editions and pre-order bonuses. Okay, here we go. So deluxe edition, standard edition. That looks like it. Man, there isn't there isn't one of those editions this time around, clowns. Unfortunately, what you Inferno. There isn't one of those editions this time around. It's just deluxe or the standard. There isn't one with like the statue and all that crazy shit. That everyone loved well, last I mean, year. We can always put assassin work and make like a dog tag when he goes to welding school for you. Absolutely, yeah. Can you do that for me, assassin? You learn how to do that. Can you That's like? Can you make me some dog tags like Inferno two one seven with like my kill count? You, or something? you can just go to Petco. They have a machine that makes. Oh <laughs> wow! <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was good. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll surprise you guys and do that. I still got to send you that doll. I have kicking around here. Oh I have God. those. I have those games. Those Xbox One doll, doll games there that uh, I got to send you. But I'm gonna make that happen sometime soon. Yeah. And, and send him some glitter too for his destiny. So when he gets really excited in Destiny, he gets throw some glitter up in the air and be like, "I did it! I did it, Inferno! I got! Or, I got whatever weapon I was trying to get. Where I beat this raid? Yes." Or when the Battlefield Five comes out, we'll get Inferno a tutor. Wow. Okay, dude, you keep reminding me about this tutor, and I have to get you one. No, so. you're gonna need a tutor. Maybe. I don't need a tutor. I'm good at games. May, I might. I may for Battlefield Five. You never know. Speaking of a game that you're trash at, and that you fantasize over day and night, Destiny Two Forsaken is now out. A sixty dollar expansion. Somebody in the chat earlier said. Uh, I think it was Dylan said uh, a sixty dollar DLC. Like, what the hell? Are we going backwards here? Yeah, I well, mean forty plus. Yeah, the plus. Uh, what is it? The twenty that you needed before, or whatever. If you didn't have it, I hate I hate to say this, but uh, Bungie knows there's a lot of suckers out there, so they're going to keep making DLC and charging sixty bucks and say instead of making sequels or new iterations, like oh, let's throw out a five hour DLC, sixty bucks. God. We're gonna be rich, guys. Assassin was such a sucker on this. He's in the DMs, like I, I want it, but I don't. But I know I should save for this. But I want it. I but should I? It, we tried. Should I get it? Should I get it? And I'm just like, no, no. And Khan's like, no. Like, you, you need, you know, Division Two is coming up and all this other stuff. And then just one day, he's like, it's happened. Like it's done. And I'm just like, oh man, this is really like an addiction for you, Assassin. It really is. But that said, I thought the Forsaken DLC was the best DLC they've ever put out. How many hours worth is this DLC? I finished it this morning. Wow! Dude, this Um, thing just came out. What do you mean you finished it this morning? I put a shit ton of hours into it. Um... Twenty? Wow. Would you say? Would you say twenty? Like Spider Man supposed to be? Is that is that a shit ton for you? I put in at least five on Whoa. Tuesday. Whoa! Oh, on Tuesday. Okay. I put in uh, at least probably like twelve yesterday. Um, and then I put in like four this morning. 
All right. You I mean, know, that's close to 20. This is it. This is what we need to do. We need to put Assassin on a website. And I think Daz is just hitting it here. He needs, we need to put him on a website to tutor people in Destiny so he can make his money back. Dude, this is that's what Dylan Stabbins just said. What Dylan, Dylan Stabbins just said in the YouTube chat, he blames you clowns and I because if we had gotten him a tutor for Fortnite and other games that he's trash at, he wouldn't have bought the <laughs> DLC. So you know what? There is some legitimacy to that. Legitimacy to that, and I must say, I am sorry. I'm sorry to let you people down that I I made I made Assassin buy this. Yes, he would have been preoccupied with all those female tutors that exist. Those beautiful females that. Uh, tutoring on uh, Overwatch and Fortnite and all that stuff. Um, but anyway, so Supersonic Station wants your opinion, Assassin, because uh, obviously you've put like close to 20 hours in this thing, and he says he's curious to hear your thoughts about this because um, his cousin works for Bungie and wouldn't even give him and ne- his nephew a code for the new expansion, so he's kind of pissed about that. And he's he's a little salty, and he I think he wants you to tell him that it's not that good, but... You're, you're going to go the opposite direction. I know you are. See, I felt like the story that they portrayed in Forsaken was more, um, I think, well done. I, I think because obviously the whole thing is someone, uh, I forget his name, uh, kills uh, Kate Six, which is like everyone's favorite character in the entire Wow. Wow. Are it's you in serious? the trailers. It's in the trailers. So, yes. They, he ends up, you know, they blow up his ghost and they, they shoot him in the head and avenge his death by killing all the fallen that were in the prison of elders because it was like a prison break. That's how it starts. And you have to go through the reef and killing them. And then um, then you get like more, you know, a lot more story at the end. And then, which the part that I, I well, second part I really hate about the DLC it's like the story started getting good, like at the end, and then they just cut you off. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, come on! It was just starting to get really good. Dude, they want to sell and the then, next one. They would just want to sell I, the next one, bro. I know they were like hinting, like, oh, you know, the Woken will be mad at us, but we will see in the future. I'm like, motherfucker. All right. Just well, tell me it, now. It like, may be too late to say spoilers, but spoilers, like. Wow! Well, I no mean, shame. The, no shame. The, the, the guy who kills kids is awoken. So I mean, just wow. Put it right there. Did anyone? Did anyone else notice? If you're watching the the YouTube version of this podcast, did anyone else notice that when Assassin just started talking about Destiny, his face glowed from the sunlight? Just happened to like finally it's enter the, his room and shine on his face. Glitter. It's the glitter, man. You know, him and Fire Monkey are dousing themselves in glitter every night when they play, and he just hasn't washed it off yet. I've actually been playing Battlefield that night, so let me put it that way. But, yeah, I mean, they, they change, like, the end game is definitely better. It sucks it was tied to a DLC. Um, I mean, it is more, um, you know, repetitive and, you know, a lot of farming and stuff, but, like... That's what the game's you know, about, they, though, so... Yeah, but, I mean, compared to, like, when Destiny 2 was first out, like, you could, you know, do everything, like, in eight hours, and then there was, like, nothing for you to do. You, you beat this DLC, how you know, depending on... Because I was low level at the time the DLC came out, so, like, it took me probably a little bit longer to beat it, because I had, uh, you know... It took longer to beat the missions, because I was, like, 10 power level under. But, 
like once you be like all that like everyone has missions for you you have to go to different places kill different people do certain things the the weekly stuff is more complicated and kind of annoying it's a little bit more grindy um yeah, but a lot, I think the, a lot of people the, playing Destiny, I think a lot of people playing this are okay with the grindy stuff. I think they're okay with, like... Oh, yeah, I, and, so it, like, I haven't really got into that, you know, grind yet. Um, I don't know if I will, but, um, like, it gives you, like, more options to do different things. And I think that's, like, really nice and needed, because, you know, you go to Destiny 1, you do, like, one thing, and... Or in Destiny 2, you did, like, one thing to try to level up, and now you got, like, so many different, like, people to do things and, you know, different types of certain things to do. So it's it's nice. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a refreshing change for it. You know, all kidding aside, I think from, from not just you, from other people I've talked to about this DLC, I feel like I've gotten the feeling that Forsaken has really... The DLC that Destiny has needed you know, across both games, like Destiny 1 and Destiny 2, really needed a DLC like this. You know, Destiny 1 is kind of out of the picture because the storytelling in that was such trash. Now, Destiny 2, even the base game, I feel like storytelling was was better, but, you know, not to the level it needed to be. And I feel like a lot of people, when they talk about this DLC, they, they really do point to that being a positive, and I appreciate that. But I can't really get on board with the $40 DLC, I'm sorry. Yeah, that that was a bit much. Like, if it was like thirty, twenty to thirty dollars, like that would be perfect. Yeah. I think forty is kind of like stretching it. You have to like really like Destiny or have like some a weird addiction to it, like I do. Like you hate it, like certain parts of the year, and it's like I need it. You know, it's like you're taking a bunch of drugs. You just need more. Dude, you need a therapist. Like, like you need you need a destiny therapist. Like well, this is needs, this is bad. He needs the addiction network. That's always oh, like, on. He does the addiction network. He needs to call up and get sent away to like a house and like be like, "Hello, my name is CPCI Assassin." And they're like, "Hi, Assassin." And, or uh, I mean, I've been destiny free for twenty minutes. Oh, and then everybody's like, you know, everyone claps. You know, if Congress ever saw this podcast in Assassin's Time on Destiny, he'd be the excuse that they would pass a law for game and addiction. <laughs> oh my god. You'd be the poster child of that. Listen, I'm sorry, Assassin. I don't mean to compare you to like Alcoholics Anonymous or anything like that, but at the same time, you do have some like weird addiction to this game. It's like I I scary. I know I'm I'm saying out loud that it's like a drug at times. Admit, like I just need my dust. Dude, admit, admitting you have a problem is step one, no matter what the addiction is, bro. So, good for you. So, Supersonic Station says, so it's no taking king. No, it's, I mean, it's forced, completely forcing different. money. It's completely, you know, different story and people, so... No, no, no. I mean, oh, he's saying think. like it's better than taking King. Like it's. Oh, I, I think it like obviously Destiny Year One was terrible, but right. I think Forsaken did more to Destiny Two than Taking King did to Destiny. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't have this. I'm actually considering getting it. Like, I've been playing a little bit more Destiny, and I'm not like I'm not gonna get it right away. I'm not getting it for forty bucks. Like, I'm gonna wait until like probably Black Friday when 
it's like 10 or 15. When, yeah, when like the complete ultimate super duper cool edition like is $15 at Walmart, I, I will probably grab that. Um, but yeah, but you realize by that time, Assassin, it's not going to be playing as much because then you no, didn't have like you know, all these that, other that's games. That's if I grab the uh, the annual pass. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Wait a minute, problem. what? There's an annual pass yeah. on top? Yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. 30 bucks. Yeah, oh yeah. my god. God help you, assassin. Cooper, uh, Super Cooper says he'll wait for the because the price tag turns him off. He'll wait for the complete edition in the spring. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I mean, they're going to release an edition before that. I think. Before just wait next year and they get the complete edition then. That's what he says in the spring. Yeah. Well, I mean, when the the next DLC comes out. Right. Yeah. Then that will be the. All the the DLC now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I t- I f- oh, go ahead, you know go what ahead. can save you from your gaming addiction to this? What? I don't know what that is. Crusty Super Fun House? Dude. That sounds lame. Great. Yeah. Oh my god, man. Or this. You have no clue. What's that? Donkey Kong Country 2. <laughs> Excellent. Old. Dude, there's a game that I've been playing on my Saturn that I just got uh, that I think you'll really like. It's called Clockwork. Uh, What's the name of it again? Clockwork Night, I think. Yeah, Clockwork Night. It was a launch title for the Saturn. You gotta have to look that up after the podcast says, and I think that'd be right up your alley. Um, Super Cooper says it's too many games dropping to go back to Destiny Two. That's why I think I'm not gonna have a problem finding people in the in in the winter because I went on recently, and I like literally like just started the game for all intents and purposes. Like I've got a few hours into it. And I'm literally very fresh in Destiny, and there's tons of people that are that are in my position. Like, there's tons of people running around that are my same level. I was shocked to see that. So, you know, you know what's a better game to get into would be like World of Warcraft Online with their new DLC Inferno. There you go. Yeah, I heard about I mean, that DLC. You can get in on that one right now. A lot of people playing. Jazz is playing. He's is looking he really? for people. Is he yeah, really? he's looking for people to join the horde with him. Wow. Let's talk to him about that. I haven't really played World of Warcraft that much. I mean, I have a fr- I have a friend that was like literally addicted to that game, like to the point where he needed professional help, not like Assassin's Addiction, but like probably the next step or two past that. Um, but like, I know it can get really addicting. So, but my computer well, would probably run that like thousand frames a second. Don't kid yourself. We all know Assassin has a bucket. Next is Destiny 2 Forsaken, just in case. <laughs> you know, nope. probably has his mom bring up food, like food service rings the bell. Oh my god, you know? like car Or I could just be normal and walk to the bathroom or walk to the fridge. Yeah, but you or... can't, in the middle of a raid, you can't do that. Well, the you new know? raid's not out. You can't do it in the middle of a strike. Well, do... strikes are like five minutes. You can do it. Do you, you have a, it. Do you have a, do you have a, uh, do you have a bathroom? In your bedroom is like one of those doors behind you, your bathroom. That right there is my closet. Oh. That right there is my door. And like you take literally like a 180 and you're in the bathroom. Oh, interesting. So very close by, which is good for all those uh, raid moments where you have to take a really quick piss or shit and you have to like sprint to the bathroom while everyone else is like cheese and crota and all that crazy shit. Or you could just be like, when you know you died or you're going to the next part, can you give me a minute to go take a dump? Uh, 
You do that too. Uh, before we end this thing, I want to ask you about this bow. Because I know you were talking a little bit about the bow. And that's kind of like the slide that I brought up for this DLC. Because I know that's kind of a, not necessarily a big part of it. But it's like a, a new thing that, that people are either loving or hating. What's your, what's your opinion on that? I love the bow. It's uh, it's in the primary slot, and you can just do like if you're good at aiming, like you can just get headshots over and over and over, and it's explosive. So, what's it needs the to be nerfed? It says it says inventory size sixty. What is the what is like the the magazine size, if you will? It's uh, well, you have one shot because it's a bow and arrow. No, and then you have then you have fifty nine rounds. That's what arrows. I mean. Okay, all right, so it is sixty. Okay. Interesting. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Do you ever, because you only have like 60 rounds, do you ever feel like you are running out if you're not super accurate with it? There, there There's times where like if you're under leveled, um, there's part of my ad that I just unlocked that I'm way under leveled by like 40 uh, power and it takes a few shots and you can run out. Yeah. But then you get one brick of white ammo and it's full. full. Yeah, right. Right. That's a good thing about it. Yeah, I, man, I'd love to check that out because I love primary weapons that are bow, bow and arrow. Like, I, even in like Tomb Raider and stuff, when you can get like the silenced weapons, the guns, like in Rise of the Tomb Raider, I still use the bow. I, I don't know why, but it's just like so badass and so fulfilling. Yeah. Um, um, there, there was a part in the DLC. I, I bitched about it in our DMs. I bitched about it on Twitter. There's a part where you have to, like, sort of go to a different area for the end game. You had to like get to uh, do this public uh, public event, and it's in one area. And there's three different events, well, two different, and then there's that event. And I had to sit there for three hours waiting for that event to pass. <laughs> and there was other people like we were all just sitting on the edge of the map where we couldn't right. get shot, just waiting because. Right. It's so stupid. They done it with like an, another event, and it's just like, come on, Bungie! Like, if you're yeah. gonna do something stupid like this, like, at least let us pick it. Like, no one could wait. Well, I guess you found the secret game in Destiny too. Yes, the got, yeah, the waiting game. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> well, you get the perfect time to download Spider Man and check up yes, on that, see? and you get your sixty dollars worth because you're sitting there for an extra three hours. Like, yeah, another three hours in, got out of this sixty bucks is awesome. There you go. Everybody can do like emotes like they did in, at the tower in Destiny One, where everyone just like makes a conga line and shit while you're oh, waiting yeah. for the public events. Bungie <laughs> probably had a board meeting and like, oh, you know. Uh, let's make it worth their while. So what are we going to do? Uh, let's give them like three hours of time in between so they can take pictures and do cute stuff with each other and do some emotes and yes. dancing around. And then the other guy's like, yes, that'll add, th- that'll add three hours to our game at least. And if we put like four of these in there, then playtime is just going to go through the roof and no one's going to bitch about the $60 pr- or the $40 price tag technically, right? And, and we can and we could tell, you know, our... Uh, corporate ceos that we're keeping people on the servers we're not losing people they're staying on longer yes investments yes money love money assassin's over there like so sad that we're making fun of it because he was like one of those no, people. it's 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 stupid like you shouldn't force someone to wait for an event that may or may not show up for three hours dude so like i said like clowns just said the waiting game bro 
And like when a, like an event pops up at like every like six minutes. So that's like a lot of events just waiting. <laughs> wow. Waiting. <laughs> waiting. You know, like wow. turn up your stereo. It doesn't even make a noise. I can't remember. I've played a few public events, yeah. but I can't remember if it makes a noise. Yeah, it, it makes a noise. So I was just on PlayStation, just, you know, and YouTube and whatnot. And when I heard the noise, I looked up. Oh, shit, quick, quick, switch back. Input, HDMI 1, quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's... That's, that's funny. All right, well, I think that's going to do it for us tonight. Three topics, kind of a little bit longer, but it was all fun discussion, and we've talked about Assassin's Addiction a little bit, and I think it helped him uh, as, as we, as we kind of like acted like a little bit of a therapist. But uh, we're going to probably go on Battlefield at some point tonight and uh, this weekend, and we're going to check out Spider-Man, obviously. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be playing all those games. You guys want to come chill with us at some point, I'm sure. You know, we'll party up, and we can talk about the game and play them and whatever. But, uh, you know, our, our uh, usernames here for Xbox specifically have been cycling and also on Twitter, so you guys can hit us up and follow us and all that good stuff. Um, if you're going to look for the podcast in general or address us as a group, you just search for Guys Recorded. You'll find us on everything. Do that, you know, subscribe thing if you like the podcast, obviously, and give this video a like would be greatly appreciated. Um, help us out, get a little more exposure here, which is always a good thing. Um, and on Twitter, we're 4GWQ Podcast. If you're not following us already, uh, go over there and do so to get, you know, our tweets out about the podcast, when it's going to be, what we're going to talk about, that kind of thing and uh, other other sorts of tweets and information. So until next week, we will see you guys later. Peace. Bye.